Hey guys, in today's podcast, we are going to talk about programming for blood flow restriction training. And I got various questions regarding the difference between isolated exercises and compound exercises. So here we go. You are listening to the BFR University Podcast with your host, Dr. Ed LaCara. BFR University is dedicated to helping people learn safe and effective ways to implement blood flow restriction training into their lives. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ed LaCara. Everybody, what's going on? Welcome to BFR Tuesday where I uh, take questions regarding uh, the use of BFR, either on yourself or with your patients or your clients. My name is Ed LaCara, I'm the host. I've been doing this for uh, yeah, about two and a half years, every Tuesday at one central. So I'll take your questions. If you have any questions, just put them into the chat section, which is in that upper right corner. And uh, so I'm gonna say, uh, hello. Hi Abe, how's it going? All right, so any questions from anybody, just throw them up into uh, that chat section and um, I will see if I can answer them. Uh, Abe, I know the book is coming, I promise. It's, uh, it's at the final stages of um, getting it right for Amazon. Amazon's wasn't crazy about the previous format. So it's almost done. I, it's done. It's just waiting for that formatting to be finished, which should be this week. And so hopefully we get those things shipped out, uh, next week. So what's you doing? Okay. Keith, when do you go to the high setting? Um, so it depends. Um, we typically use higher settings when we're using lower resistance. So if we're doing 20% one rep max, after you've been doing BFR for let's say two to four weeks, I will have you continue to increase your resistance or your pressures to the high setting because um, that'll be 50% of the occlusion pressure. Uh, when you're using lower loads, 20% one rep max, 25% one rep max, um, we use higher, lower pressures when we're using higher loads. So if I'm doing 40% one rep max, I will typically use the lowest pressure, especially for like the upper extremity, which would be 20%. Why the difference? Um, when we start getting into the nitty gritty of, of programming, especially for my elite athletes, if I wanna cause improvements in strength, because we're using such light loads, I have to use heavier, heavier loads for them. I need to use closer to 40% one rep max. In order to get all the reps in, I need to use lighter pressures. If I'm trying to build hypertrophy, then I use um, lighter loads and I use higher pressures. So they're kind of inversely, depending on if we're doing strength or hypertrophy. Now, if you're you know, like me, just kind of like, just trying to be fit and trying to, you know, build some strength. I don't really worry about it nearly as much um, because 
you're getting the volume in and it's, it's going to be fine. Um, but like for my NFL guys and, um, guys that are just already super beefy and strong, I need to challenge them a little bit more. And, um, and you know, it's kind of this, I called it in the level two class, the beyond 30, 15, 15, 15. Like when do we do things a little bit differently than that framework? Um, you know, like when do we take reps to failure? Um, you know, I do that with my, uh, my more elite guys because that's the way that their bodies are going to adapt. They're too big and strong to adapt otherwise. Um, or if you start to see like a plateau, then you might um, increase uh, not only the, um, the intensity or the, the weights, but you, you know, can take those reps close to failure or to failure as long as you have enough time between that and your next your next uh, BFR bout for that body part. Like you're not going to do go to failure with heavy lower load today and expect to do it again today or tomorrow. You're going to take three or four days before your next before your next exercise out. Mm, hopefully that answers your question, Keith. I'm from New Jersey. Hey, Lewis, how's it going? Um, Lewis, I noticed that there was a FW update for my unit, updated and it recalculated my previously stored measurements. Interesting, the calculated medium measurements are higher than previously calculated by, all right, no big deal. It's, um, it is what it is. It's, um, it's fine tuning those, we're continually fine tuning the software to make sure that we're getting uh, the most accurate um, limb occlusion pressure. Um, Hi, Karen. Welcome from Orlando. Um, so uh, interested in learning about the benefits. Uh, lots of benefits. Um, the primary benefit that I, I usually say is that instead of having to use high, high loads, high, high resistance, heavy weights to gain strength and strengthen some muscle size, you can use light loads. Um, and um, still get pretty similar benefits without the um, stress on uh, the body and the tissue and the joints. So um, high intensity is defined as 65 to 90% one rep max. And um, what the science says is you have to lift those types of loads in order to get strength or size gains unless you take light loads all the way to failure. So um, by using the cuffs, you're reducing the amount of blood flow into the limb, and those lower loads trick the brain into thinking that it's doing high load training, and the body appears to adapt to high load training, even though you're not having to cause a bunch of stress and damage to the tissue. Hopefully that helps. Um, Optimized algorithm. Yeah, Lewis, that's basically what's it's fine-tuning. I don't have the um, you know, I don't have the exact setting on my phone. I've gone through multiple updates with my iPhone. This is my this is the iPhone 12. Um and I've gotten numerous updates on this. Same thing with this technology is we continually are updating it. Um that's the cool thing about it is that we can update it on the fly and we can um we don't have to bother anybody except for to make the update just like we do on our iPhone and we'll keep tweaking it, making it better and better and better. And until when we can no longer do the things that we want to do with this system, then just like the iPhone, we'll 
updated. And so that'll probably be within two years because there's things that we definitely want to be able to add. The technology is just not there yet. Like batteries are an issue. Like, you know, you want to keep the, you want to keep it nice and small and tight. So you don't have this big bulky thing running around you. Um, and, but you lose, you know, you lose battery size. And so how long does the battery last? And um, how long does the screen stay on? And all these things that come into play that we don't really think about as we're just using the phone or using the, 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 um, the pump, uh, but come into play from a manufacturing standpoint. So uh, we'll continue to update. Yeah, we think so too. Being able to update on the fly is, uh, is pretty cool and it's pretty easy once you get used to it. It's a kind of a pain the first time, but after the first time, it's pretty, pretty easy. All right, cool. Let's see. Any other questions? Um, any other questions for me? All right, well, if there's no more questions, I'm going to cut it a little early. Um, uh, Lewis, let's see. Any papers you might recommend detailing the interaction you mentioned between load, pressure, and training goals? Um, trying to think. Um, I would say, uh, I'm trying to think if any of the reviews talk about the higher pressures. I think when you're looking at uh, using the higher loads or higher pressures, um, you want to look at the studies that specifically looked at athletes and high level athletes, because there's some studies that BFR didn't help these people, didn't increase their muscle mass, didn't increase their size, didn't increase their strength. Doesn't mean it was a bad study, nor does it mean that BFR didn't work. What what I take home from those is what was the dosing, like how many times a week, what kind of exercise prescription did they do, um, how, um, what, time of, what type of lifts, were they single joint, were they double joint, meaning compound lifts, um, and what kind of pressures, what kind of pressures are, um, are they utilizing? So when I'm interpreting all that data, you kind of come to a conclusion where if athletes aren't responding um, at 20% one rep max at let's say some arbitrary pressure, but they respond at 40% one rep max. So you say, okay, well, if it's not responding here, but it's responding here, even though the paper doesn't say it, I've got to interpret it um, from that standpoint. And so, um, can't point you to a specific paper. I can point you to a bunch of papers. Um, hit me offline and I'll, I'll, I'll pull a few for you. Um, I think actually I might be able to just, because it's what I talked about last week in my level two course. 
It was uh, strength versus hypertrophy. So I might have it, right? Let me see if I can find it. Level two. Um, level two, week three, research. This is what I want. All right, so I'm, I'm posting a link in there, um, and this has a bunch of research on um, treating athletes uh, with strength and hypertrophy and programming. And um, um, so, yeah, have at it. I mean, there's a lot in there, but, um, yeah, I think that's the application from the science to the clinic is I read the science, I'm in the clinic, how are my athletes responding and making those tweaks, even though a study might not come out and say like, Oh, you got to do this. Um, a lot of trial and error as well. Uh, the link is right there. I just posted the link in the chat. should be right above you. All right. If you can't find it, just shoot me an email, ed at uh, body or ed at, um, doesn't really matter where you do it, ed at uh, smarttoolsplus.com. I can, um, I can, I can uh, respond. All right. That's 115. Um, wanted to answer any questions and uh, got to get back to the clinic. So thanks so much. And um, I'll see you next week. Bye for now.